0: As we return to our series, talking about stat predictions for the top Arizona state contributors, Andre Johnson, what are some fair predictions for him? We'll talk about that in this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we put out a new podcast. Hopping into today's conversation, we are going to be Back in our series, looking at the top Arizona State weapons, I should say, and predicting their stats. This could very well be the last one. I'm not sure if I really want to get into the tight ends just because Arizona State hasn't really used the tight end and we don't actually have any proven guys that are returning. So, with that in mind, Andre Johnson is the returning receiving yards leader for the team. He was fifth on the team last year with 186 yards on 12 catches and had one score for himself, a whopping 15 and a half yards per reception, but he is the, the leading receiving yards guy from 2020 or 2021 because Pierre Saul is gone. Rashad White's gone. Bunkley Shelton's gone. Curtis Hodges is gone. So Johnson is the guy. Now, being the guy returning doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be leading the team in receiving yards and you guys will see here in just a moment that that is not the case that i have predicted for him but what i do want you guys to keep in mind is that these predictions are based off of the order i think they're going to be in terms of depth chart and i think right now andre johnson could be your number three receiver I feel like number two would be a best case scenario if you're going to put him ahead of Brian Thompson, but I do firmly believe that Cam Johnson is the number one receiver on this team, and Andre is going to have to do a lot of competing in order to get onto the field. The one thing he does have going for him, though, is I think he's a proven deep threat. For his career, he is averaging 17 yards a catch, which, you know, admittedly, it's on 13 receptions, but that's in six games, so... You know, two catches a game, he's turning it into a big play more often than not. So, take it with a grain of salt for what it's worth. But I do believe that Andre Johnson is definitely capable of making the the big play. I think he's a guy who really stands out in that department for Arizona State. You know, I've talked before about how I think Brian Thompson could be that guy. Uh, he definitely took a step backwards last year and didn't necessarily fit that role with Arizona State. While I do anticipate that that definitely changes for Brian Thompson. I think that that's going to continue for Andre Johnson. So looking at the stats I'm predict uh, predicting here, first ones that we're going to look at is the receptions. I don't think he's going to be a very high receptions guy, no matter where he ends up placing in this offense. Just like I didn't say that Cam Johnson was going to be, you know, a a 90 to hundred catch guy. Just like I didn't say Brian Thompson was going to be a 90 to hundred catch guy. Andre Johnson is not that guy either. In fact, I am for a, like a best case scenario, the high I'm going here is 40 catches. I think that he is a very quality, quality guy who could get some really nice looks. The one thing that he definitely has going for him is there's a huge vacancy of targets from last year. Pearsall had uh, 48 catches. Rashad White had 43. Bunkley Shelton had 33 and Curtis Hodges had 20. Those are all gone. They're going to be distributed throughout the offense for what it's worth. Johnny Wilson has gone too. That's 12 catches right there. There is a lot of opportunity here for Andre Johnson. And I think that he could definitely exploit those opportunities and end up being a highly productive player. But as of right now, I'm predicting him to be the number three receiver. And with that in mind, I just don't see a scenario where he's better than a 40 catch guy. But if you're the number three receiver and you're hauling in 40 passes, I mean, that's pretty dang good. That means that the offense is doing a lot of really good things. Now, on the low end, I am going pretty low and I'm not happy about it. I'm saying 10, only 10 catches. I, for, for all we know, maybe he doesn't play the full season or maybe he just doesn't get on the field enough because there haven't been a ton of opportunities where he's been consistent enough to show that he should be on the field, you know, for 70, 80% of the snaps he just hasn't put it all together yet. I think he can, I think he's very capable. He's a big body. First of all, I mean, he's a six foot three receiver over 200 pounds, and can move. I mean, he's got the deep threat ability. It very clearly is shown what he's been able to do when he, he's he got the ball in his hands. We saw last year that he can take streaks and make make those big plays down the sidelines or across the middle of the field. I think that Andre Johnson is capable. Overall, though, there's just not a lot there to show me that he's deserving of a massive workload. So in a worst case scenario, he might only be a 10 catch guy. We might very sparingly see him on the field. Overall, though, my prediction for him in the receptions department is going to be 25. Again, I'm saying that he's going to be the third receiver on the team. So that means that he's going to get third receiver uh, targets, which, you know, last year he was the third receiver. He only had 12, but that's with a that that's with the tight end ahead of him. That's Curtis Hodges hauling in 20 passes a year ago. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, there's a lot of uncertainty at the tight end spot. Jalen Con- uh Jalen Conyers is the returning guy. He only had six catches a year ago. Uh, Messiah swenson someone that we're very excited about from an athletic standpoint, maybe he could shine and be, you know, that big play kind of kind of player as, as basically a power forward underneath, but, Overall, I just don't know if Andre Johnson is going to be better than a number three receiver. And I don't know if he's going to be better than a 25 catch guy. I I think 40 is a ceiling. If he got better than that, then that means he's not the number three receiver. It maybe it means he's not even the number two receiver. He might be the number one receiver. If he's north of a 40 catch guy, the number one receiver last year was Ricky Pierce with 48. So anything higher than 40 would be a significantly great season for Andre Johnson. So I'm going to go ahead and leave it at that for the first segment. When we get back, we're going to go ahead and continue this conversation, looking at my predictions for the receiving yards, as well as the potential receiving touchdowns. This, of course, being a Locked on Sun Devils podcast. This episode of Locked on Sun Devils is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now nearly impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need for your vehicle. Why often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computers and choosing the only parts that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with prices reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to all your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection and reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, guys, hopping right back into this conversation now. Receiving yards. I think that in a scenario playing off of the 40 catches, he could have a pretty high amount of receiving yards. I am in the boat that Andre Johnson is probably the the deep threat this year. I do really like Brian Thompson to be the deep threat, but it is important to note that he was not that guy last year. And I understand he didn't have a lot of opportunity, but neither did Andre Johnson. And Andre Johnson was a significantly better deep threat than Brian Thompson was. He was a 15 and a half yards of catch guy. Thompson was a flat 10 yards a catch guy with, a, with an extra catch for what it's worth. And I mean, Andre Johnson got in the end zone. So I understand, and even more so, is Brian Thompson played eight games compared to Andre only playing in five so Andre is definitely a more proven deep threat and I think that because of that he's going to be probably the go-to deep threat receiver on this offense so looking at the receiving yards I have predicted for him I am saying a best case scenario is 700 yards now if that's if that goes with his 40 uh 40 receptions that is 17 and a half yards per catch which would be not including his freshman year where he hauled in one pass for 35 yards that would be his career high, and that would be north of what he's averaging for his career. I think that the potential is definitely there in a high-volume situation for him to put up quite a few receiving yards. I think that Emery Jones is going to appreciate having a deep threat like Andre Johnson, and I think that Emery is a confident passer and definitely a confident guy in his arm strength, and he's going to test defenses which is something Arizona state has loved during the Jaden Daniels era. You, you would, you'd have this offense testing the secondary two to three times a game. And it didn't mean you had to hit the home run ball every time, but it definitely meant that you were, you were testing the secondary to see whether or not they could hold up deep. And because of that, I think that you're going to, you're going to continue seeing that trend because Emery Jones is confident in doing that. Well, You don't have Brandon Ayuk and Frank Darby anymore. You do have Andre Johnson who has shown that capability in a, in a situation where he is a high volume guy. I think he turns in a lot of receiving yards. So 40 receptions, I'm saying 700 yards. I'll also tell you that he was, if he's in that 60 to 70 catch range, it would not shock me if he was a thousand yard receiver, because I think he's going to be a guy who's just chunk play after chunk play, after chunk play, I would be surprised if he was under 15 yards a catch. I just, I don't think that Arizona State wants to use him that way, even in a high volume situation. Again, you give him those 40 catches, I think he turns them into 700 yards. Now, on the flip side, on on the on the lower end here, I said 10 catches was the worst case scenario. I'll say that 200 yards is the worst case scenario. So that's still 20 yards a catch. It's better than what he did last year for what it's worth, but I just don't know if he truly is going to be capable of putting up big time numbers as a potential number three receiver. And considering he was the number three receiver last year and only had 12 catches, it wouldn't be a surprise if he was only in that 10 to 15 catch range again. So that's the low side there. I do think he's able to turn it into, you know, close to 200 yards. Last year on the 12 catches, he had 186. I think that he's right in that ballpark again. We'll we'll just kind of see what he's able to do. My overall prediction, though, I'm saying he's a 400 yard guy with 25 catches, turning it into 400 yards. That I believe is about 16 to 16 and a half yards per reception, which is what he's been doing for his career. So that's as a number three receiver, though. Like, I I feel like I really need to preface that. This is as a number three receiver. Those are solid numbers. And they're a step up from last year when Andre Johnson was the number three receiver. Now, it doesn't mean he was the third option in the offense. I don't know if he's the third option in the offense this year either, because Xavier Valadie is going to be a player in the passing game. For all we know, Daniel Legata could be that guy. Maybe Arizona State wants to get a tight end involved again. We don't know if being the number three receiver is going to result in being number three in targets for the team. That's pretty much the cushion that I want to provide here when talking about Andre Johnson stats is the opportunity is there to be the number three receiver. I don't know if it's there to be the number three option in the offense, which is why my predictions are still a little bit lower. So 25 catches, I think he turns into 400 yards. In the touchdown department, I still don't think he's a a big touchdown guy. He only has one in his career. I'm saying in a best-case scenario, 40 catches, 700 yards, six touchdowns. I think that if he is getting that many opportunities, he is going to be making a lot of plays down the field, which could result in touchdowns. I would not be totally surprised if he had that many opportunities if he found the end zone quite a few times. I think that when you have a deep threat with Andre Johnson's potential, that you could definitely see the results end up in six points more often than not. Now on the low side, I'm saying two, I don't know. Like I, it could be zero. If we're being honest, I am just not willing to say zero, but I also don't want to say one, even though it's what he had last year. I'm saying two, I'm saying it's a, it's a career high for him for what it's worth. Uh, overall, my prediction though, I'm just going three. i'm being I'm being modest. I don't think this is gonna be a high touchdown guy, even in a very productive situation. Six touchdowns on forty catches in a best case scenario for him would be an exceptional season. uh two two touchdowns on ten catches would still be solid on twenty five catches, I'm saying he gets in the end zone three times part part of these touchdown predictions though for what it's worth just to preface this a little more is i don't know that arizona state is going to be throwing the ball a lot my predictions for emory jones i said he's only throwing 17 touchdowns so if andre johnson caught 3 that's i i don't want to do math right now that's that's nearly a sixth of his touchdowns for what it's worth i don't i don't know percentage i'm not doing percentage not here neither here nor there but I do think that that would be a rock solid year for him. That's overall what I'm saying here: is 25 catches, turns it into 400 yards, and gets in the end zone three times. I think in a best case scenario, uh, is a 700 yard guy and six touchdowns. Worst case, two hundred yards and two touchdowns. We'll we'll have to see. I don't. I'm not gonna say I'm being uh, stingy in my predictions for him, but I'm also not saying I'm I'm giving him a lot of a lot of credit. I think there's a lot to prove here. But we'll talk about that more in the final segment. When we return, we're just going to give a brief overview of my final predictions for Andre Johnson. This is the Locked on Sunnevals podcast. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? You now have that flavor in a puff. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in delicious, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of peanut, of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and they're all delicious. Coconut brownie puffs are only here for a limited time, though. So go to built.com and make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste so amazing. All Bilt Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're also good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect for when you got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you're in need of a quick, healthy snack. They're an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut. Rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And you guys got to make sure that you check out the Locked On Pac-12 podcast every day with host Spencer McLaughlin as he dives into everything you need to know about the Conference of Champions in 30 minutes or less. It's free and available on all platforms, just like the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. All right, final overview of my predictions here. I think the biggest thing that I want to emphasize, if he gets the volume, he could definitely turn into a big play threat in in a sense of like a Frank Darby and what he was able to To accomplish during his time with, excuse me, with Arizona State. I don't know if he's going to end up being that kind of guy. Now, for what it's worth, I have the numbers in front of me here. Frank Darby was a a a point seven yards per reception guy in his career. His best season, he hauled in thirty one passes, turned it into six hundred nineteen yards and eight touchdowns. That sounds like a massive best case scenario here for Andre Johnson. I'm not willing to put it out of his realm of possibilities because I think that he is a big play receiver. I'm just trying to be modest and understand that he might be the number three receiver behind Cam Johnson, behind Brian Thompson, and he might not even be the number three factor in the passing game. I do expect the Zavian Valadie to be up there. I predicted that he's going to haul in 35 passes this year. I do think that the tight end is going to get a little involved. I don't know if you're going to have another guy like last year with, with uh, Curtis Hodges pulling in 20 passes, but I do think that you're going to have Jalen Conyers and Messiah Swenson combined for 20 to 25 catches, which is going to take away those opportunities for Andre. I think if he's able to get All of those opportunities, though, this is a big play receiver. And I think he could definitely end up being a guy who turns out big play after big play after big play. We see him once or twice a week. Nothing too crazy, but it's always something splashy. I think Andre Johnson is that guy. I really, I really do believe that he's got that potential. I'm just also trying to be cautious. Because, again, to really, really, really emphasize this, I don't know if he's going to get those opportunities. And it might not be his fault. I think the other biggest factor you have to consider here is this is more than likely going to be a very run-heavy offense. Between Daniel Legata, Emery Jones, zavian Valade. that's three run-heavy guys, one of those being a quarterback. It hasn't been a very pass-happy offense in years. It, probably, probably since Mike Bergovici back in 20, uh, 2015. Like, yes, Jaden Daniels has been a good passer for the last three years, but he he it, it still wasn't this pass-heavy offense with Jaden. You had Eno Benjamin. You had... Oh my gosh, who am I thinking of? Well, you had the Rashad White... And uh, Chip Traynham, is who I'm thinking of. You've had guys in between that have been contributing to a more run-heavy offense, and I think that's still going to be the case this year. I think it's just the strength of your team, quite frankly, and I don't think you should try and deviate too far away from that, especially with all of the question marks that you have going into this year. I I wanna I wanna buy a lot of Andre Johnson stock. I want to believe he can be that that big play guy like I predicted the the 40 catches 700 yards. I want to believe he could turn out those numbers. I'm not saying it would be a him problem if he doesn't. It might be a offensive problem. It might be the fact that Arizona State is not going to give him those opportunities. It might not give anyone those opportunities. For all we know, we can we can have our number 1 receiver be less than Ricky Pearsall's 48 catches from a year ago. I just don't think that there is going to be this much volume and this many pass attempts and targets available for all of these receivers to obtain, especially when you consider that nobody has really a ton of proven value, at least in this offense. So I think Cam Johnson has proven. I think Brian Thompson has shown some abilities, just not with Arizona state. I think that Andre Johnson has shown some abilities as well. Overall final thoughts. I think that Andre is the third receiver on this team, which is why I'm lower on his numbers than I am. Some of the other guys, I think that there is definitely potential there for him to be a better receiver than what we would anticipate. I'm just setting the bar low so that he can exceed those expectations. But that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you'd like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you, wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we post a new podcast. Also, if you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow me at RichieBrads36 and follow the podcast while you're there as well at RichieBrads36. But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here, unlocked on some levels.